Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's a, a very special day, um, a different day, an interesting day. I actually have uh, one of my best friends, Reed Hawkins. Reed Hawkins, sorry, I'm going to awkwardly click her picture so that you can see her if you're watching this. <laughs> so this is Reed Hawkins, everybody. Look at her. She's smiling and waving, smiling and waving. But um, Reed actually is uh, my best friend's wife. So my best friend, Taylor, I met him back in uh, fifth grade. And uh, I guess like a really short story with that. I, I guess I share it every time I talk about Taylor. But um, back in fifth grade, I had a really bad speech impediment. So I couldn't say my R's, my SH's, CH's. Um, and so I talked like this. Uh, well, actually, no, I didn't talk like that. I talked like really, really <laughs> bad. Um, that's That just sounds Southern. But um, I talked really bad and I moved to a new school and I was like super nervous and I was outside my uh, fifth grade class and Taylor was out there and I asked him if this is Miss Holweg's class. Her name was Miss Hol Hol is it Holweg? Yeah, Miss Holweg. But I said it in really bad butchered um, speech impediment fifth grade Jonah. And Taylor was just super nice to me and we became best friends ever since then. So read is his wife, as I said earlier, and I met her back in ninth grade at Pickens High School. And so I never would have known that she would marry my best friend, but uh, it's been really awesome. But uh, Lord put on my heart uh, many, actually about a month ago, so now, to have Reed on here. So it finally worked out. So um, I'll let Reed introduce herself because I've already talked a lot. But uh, yeah, Reed, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you, Jonah, for letting me um, be on here and talk with you about the Lord. I'm super excited and still live in South Carolina, where Jonah moved from a couple years ago. And uh, me and Taylor, we lead worship for Capstone Church in Anderson. And I currently work at Starbucks part time. And also I'm in school for occupational therapy full time. So you could say that I'm pretty busy right now. Oh, uh, snap. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like when you think back at high school, back at Pickens, what's what's something you think about? Like what's something that comes to your mind? It could be like super goofy or it could be like super serious. I remember just I have like random memories of high school. Um, I just remember having a very bad like lunch diet. Like, not that the cafeteria had good options, but I can just remember always going to canteen and eating, like, Starburst for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, before they banned everything. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. I was just, like, really spunky, little tiny thing. Um, I just, yeah. I remember always wearing Converse. I remember, what else do I remember? Football games, like going to football games, not even to watch the football. Yeah, but just to talk, talk with to people. people. But that's probably yeah. what everybody did. I just remember like being super nervous, but also being super upset because I had to leave friends that I had grown up with since like third grade yeah. and then like start high school, which is scary enough. And then starting it not knowing anybody was even scarier. But, um, the situation was kind of out of our hands with my mom's job, how that all worked out. So I had to change school districts. You already kind of had uh, a walk with the Lord, right? Yeah, I did. My parents um, took me to church every Sunday growing up. Um, so 
I'm very blessed to have parents that did that. Um, I, you know, I knew the Lord, but it was in, it just wasn't on a deeper level yet. It was surface yeah. level. It was like I was living my faith through my parents almost. Um, so yeah, I, you know, in a time of high school is where you are trying to find yourself as a person. Um, which was harder when nobody knew you either. <laughs> when, when did that start for you? Like that desire to kind of know, know the Lord. Um, I would say like the beginning of high school, um, definitely was when I started like deepening my relationship with the Lord and getting to know him better so that I can know who I was in him. So mm-hmm. that's probably when it started. And then like when I hit college, it was like, you know, not only was I making the decision to like live like for Christ because it's my decision to not because my parents are like waking me up to go to church. Um, Mm -hmm. but also like I was making the decision decision of like where to go to church and things like that. So, so like you kind of grew up in the church, right? Yes. So grew up going to church every Sunday and Wednesday, Um, and then like, you know, once I was able to drive in high school, I still like made the decision to drive myself to church, um, like the church I grew up at. And then when I hit college, um, the Lord called me and Taylor to where we're at now, Capstone Church. And that's a really cool story, how the Lord ordered our steps to get to where we are now. I know for me, like it wasn't until, um, of like June, 2011, where I finally was, um, just like, all right, Lord, I need to know you. And that didn't happen in the church. Like that happened outside the church. It happened in my room, like reading the Bible. Um, yeah. 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 But like, I guess like, I guess like what I'm fascinated about is like, when you look back on your walk with the Lord as a, as a little kid, like, um, like what, what was, what was the Lord to you when you were growing up? Like, what was your kind of thoughts about God and everything with that? Yeah. So that's an interesting thought because like I was saying, I don't know if I said this earlier or not, maybe I was just thinking it, but like a lot of people can remember the time and day of like that the Lord met them, like that they received salvation, that they gave their life over to the Lord. But for me, it's been like, just like a, it's just always been part of my life. Like it's crazy. So like, I remember as a child, just, um, this is kind of weird, but like I grew up Pentecostal. And so they had a really big focus on like self-righteousness and holiness and perfectionism. And so I just remember growing up as a child, like not realizing Jesus's grace as much. So I just constantly was like in, in line with myself, like checking myself, making sure I was doing what I was supposed to do because it was the right thing to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being younger, it, I don't know, it wasn't taxing on me. I was, it didn't upset me to do that. Mm -hmm. But like, as I got older, I realized, you know, God's love for me and like just how deep and wide and long it was and, just realizing, Hey, like I'm not doing these things to earn his grace. Like he's already given given me freely. And so, um, I've had to learn that over my life 
but I've always known the Lord, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It seems like I've always known the Lord. I mean, of yeah, course, yeah. I didn't come out of my mother being like, ah, yeah. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, like you said, you said grace. And um, I guess just like for those that are listening, that maybe like grace is like something that they've heard or maybe it's like a, a cool girl's name or something, you know, but they never really thought about it. Like what what is what is grace? Like when you think about because you, you said it like multiple times, like the Lord's grace, the Lord's grace, the Lord's grace. And yeah, like, so like growing up, it was more about like, okay, well, let me earn God's love. But then yeah. you said like there, there, there's a moment where you realize like, wait a minute, like, it's not about that. So can you kind of explain that a little bit for those that maybe don't understand what grace is? I wasn't letting what Jesus did on the cross for me, like save me from mm. myself. I struggled for the longest time with perfectionism, self-righteousness, and just like, being holy and you know it's good to be holy but that's a whole nother thing um but so it looked like i was living for christ when really i was living like for myself and for my self-righteous ways and so um i remember a conversation i had with taylor my husband before we were married when we were in high school and we were hiking and he was um, we were talking about the lord and his grace and it made me realize that my self-righteousness was actually limiting God's grace in my life. It was like I was saying, I can do life on my own. You know, I'm perfect. I'm in control. I, I know how to be righteous. I know how to do things right. But in like pushing God to the side, like, you know, basically I was like, why do I need God when I'm self-righteous? And I didn't realize that I was doing that. And so putting myself to the side is saying like, God, I need you, and your grace is enough for me, not anything I do. Kind of going with what you said, like for me, it wasn't until being like, oh, wow, Lord, like I am not you. Like I am not, I cannot forgive myself. I cannot give myself uh, like worth or identity. Like when I do try to find worth or identity in myself, like it always ends up dry and I'm always like burnt out. I'm always like tired. Um yeah. But like it took me being like, look, like I, I am nothing without you. Um, so I guess I, when, when, you know, when you were just sharing that, it made me think about that, that, you know, that moment where you were hiking with Taylor, it was almost like you were saying like, wow, like I realized like it's, it's never been about me or my strength or my ability um, mm -hmm. to kind of be like God, but it was always about what. Christ has done on the cross for me to be able to surrender to that and say, okay, Lord, you can make me into who you originally designed me to be. Yeah. You can either act the way you do because you know his love for you, or you're just doing it as like a checklist. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, okay, yeah. I've done my good deed today. I'm going to check this off yeah. rather than I'm going to do this good deed because of what God's done for me. Yeah. Like so, there are two different reasons to do something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like two different motivations. Like one motivation is self-motivated. So it's like, okay, I am going to do this because of me. But then the yeah. other one's like, oh no, I'm going to do this because of him. Like I know yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like like for, like for instance, like with you and like my friendship with you, like I'm, I I want to hang out with you and Taylor and because like I, I know y'all, like yeah. it's a joy to hang out with y'all and get to know y'all and, and do life with y'all because like I have experience with you. I have like, um, I have stuff that, that, that I can always look back memories of what we've been through. So there's like a relationship at the core, 
Yeah. Where, like that's, that's also how it is with the Lord or it can be. Um, but so often like we forget the whole relationship side because the relationship yeah. takes, you know, investment and it's more of just like, okay, well, no, like I don't, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't understand the relationship or I don't want the relationship because in relationship there's always accountability and I don't want that yeah. accountability. So I rather control, you know, how far I take this with you, you know? Yeah. And like, like you being me and Taylor's friend, like you said, you're doing it because, you know, you know us and the relationship, but like, you're not our friends because you're going back to other people and saying, yeah, I'm friends with Reed and Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what would you say if you can look back on you in the past, if you can look back on, um, you know, or maybe even um, the those who don't know the Lord yet. Uh, like, what would you say to them? Like, what would be, like, if you could have a heart to heart with them, um, like, uh, the, what, what would you say to those that are saying, you know what, like, I don't, I don't know really much about Jesus. Like I'm interested in, you know, what you're talking about, but like, what, what would you say to, to, to those? Yeah. So I can like look back at my life and good times and bad times and, by the grace of God, I, you know, knew him during those times. I cannot imagine the things that I've been through, good and bad, and him not being in the picture. Being able to have him by your side is, it makes life so much better. It's like a whole new, or added to life, like, for real. People will fail you, like, you're not always going to have people nearby, but, um, just having him by your side is yeah. that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the encouragement that you would give to somebody that maybe is or is kind of wanting that, but they just don't know really where to begin when it comes to having that relationship with the Lord? Time yeah. is ticking. Like they like like what's keeping you from not accepting Jesus? Are you scared? Like what what's the reason maybe they've been betrayed before in their life and they just are scared to trust people or or to trust god um i i guess it's hard for me to answer that because i don't see why you would not want jesus like i'm sorry yeah yeah <laughs> no, like, I, got you. I can't do it without him i don't understand how people do what is your walk with lord now well, just within the past couple of days, it has been great because I have been, I've really been paying attention to the Holy Spirit more, trying to. Um, I feel like I've neglected the Holy Spirit. I guess I've separated, I realized recently that I've been separating myself kind of from the Lord. I just haven't been in tune with him like I should be. So I've just, you know, been praying like, God, please give me, you know, um, kingdom eyes. Like, give me a new lens where, you know, I can see you in everything and that I can just be in tune with you. Like, I literally prayed the other day. I was like, I want to, as soon as you walk in my apartment, just to like be overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. Like I want our home to be a place that's just, you know, mm. um, I guess you just kind of feel like the weight of his love and glory because 
Yeah, because when I went to my brother-in-law's place, it was like, that's what it felt like. You literally walked in the door and it was like, <laughs> God, I can't get away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, um, talking about, like, you felt like you were neglecting the Holy Spirit. Can you kind of explain a little bit? Like, what does that feel like? Like, it's not something that I'm effort, like, I'm putting effort into doing. Okay, I'm going to ignore the Holy Spirit today. Yeah, yeah. Happens naturally when you get caught up in the busyness of life. You just you you kind of disconnect, mm -hmm. and so I'm having to be intentional in saying like, God, I'm gonna listen to you. Like I'm gonna sit here and be still and know that you're God, and just like ignore anything that's going on today, so that I can hear what you have to say and you know do what I need to do that you're calling me to do today. Yeah. What has been something that you feel like the, like the Holy Spirit's been kind of teaching you, I guess? Yeah. So I would say last week I was with some friends that um, I lead worship with and we were singing and I just got this heaviness where I was like, the Holy Spirit was like, you know what? You've been full of self-pity lately. And there's some other people in this room that have to been experience experiencing that you know and you need to call that out and we need to pray about it so I was like okay and um we did and it's true I mean like without realizing it I've just been like gosh I'm so busy I never get to do what I want to do and like blah 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 and just being like full of pity and yeah. I noticed that when I'm full of pity that there's no room to thank the Lord and there's no room for me to worship him. Yeah. Um, and so that's recently what I've been going through. I don't need to feel bad for myself. Like I said, because when I feel like I'm sorry for myself, I'm not able to worship and thank the Lord. And yes, I'm busy, but I like I'm so blessed that I'm even going to school and that I have a job. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's just hard to thank God when you're full of pity. And so it made me think about Job and there's this chapter in Job where he's pleading with God about how awful his life is. And he, um, Job was like a man of integrity and he was like known for living a blameless life and being very righteous. And God allowed, um, Job to suffer because he was blameless, which is weird to think about that way. But God like allowed him to suffer so that he could change his perspective about life. And when you think about being full of pity, you're really like one step away from self-righteousness when we like are keeping track of like how we're busy and like life is just yeah. so bad towards us and like we're complaining about how hard life is and how it's not fair but like yeah. life injustices and like being busy it it's like a it's allowing development and like refinement and building yeah. your character in christ and so when we're Facing trials or we're just really, really busy and we start feeling self-pity, we should ask ourselves, like, what can I learn and how can I grow rather than, like, yeah, 
why is God doing this to me and how can I get out of this? Do you see a difference between like now, like being a follower of Christ in your daily mm -hmm. life as compared to back in the past where you shared like it was more kind of like a self-righteous? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like definitely changed my conversations with people too. Um, but I was going to say that just a couple of days ago, we have this bookshelf in our study room. And we have a bunch of books that we've bought over the years, like you and Taylor. Yeah, like <laughs> we'll buy a book and we'll be like, "Oh yeah, this this looks really cool," and then like read three pages and then put it back <laughs> on the shelf, which is awful. Yeah, but um, not every book, but you know, yeah, most yeah, yeah. no, that's I think um, it's everybody that owns books. <laughs> but like, I was going through those books and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that." And, like I grabbed this one. I don't know. I just was like, okay, yeah, sure. I want to see what this is like. It's called Coffee House Gospel. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I start reading it. And it's literally talking about like your conversations with people. And like the author of this book worked at a coffee shop and how a coffee shop is like the perfect place to have conversation with people and like deepen relationships with people. And he even like gave an example of Starbucks. And like, I was like, uh, what you work at Starbucks, right? Yeah, so I was like, Oh, okay, I guess I should be reading this. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been reading it some, but um, back to what I was saying about like my conversations are definitely different since I've like grown out of like this whole self righteous thing. Like, I, I'm more empathetic with people and like I can understand them more, and instead of like if they like say something really vulgar or, you know, rude, I don't right. see it as like, oh my gosh, how unchristian. Yeah, but yeah, instead yeah. I see it as like, oh my goodness, they're hurting. Like, yeah, yeah. They need help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we all need help. Yeah. Like, but I see it differently. And so yeah. you're more in tune um, with other people and what they might be going through than being more just like focused on yourself. Yeah. So just like I've noticed one of the best things you can do is just to listen to people because a lot of people just need someone to hear them. So just mm -hmm. like listening to them and always like offering prayer, like they may not want it, but offering it, just offering it. And even if they say no, may make a big impact. Just you asking that. Yeah, um, yeah. And it shows that like somebody cares. Um, yeah. It's been really cool because. I never thought ever that I would be working at Starbucks ever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a four year degree in exercise science. <laughs> so it's like, what? But like I knew, like I knew yeah. God wanted me to be there. And so it's yeah. been evident, like with conversations I've had with people, it's been really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What, um, I guess what, uh, what's, what's your plans? Like what, do, what are you praying for? Like what's on your heart? Like, right mm. now with where you're at in life? Um, I just like, I'm just praying that like, I want to be in tune. I want my heart to be God's heart. Like I just want what he wants for my life. And yeah, you know, I don't know exactly what my f future looks like. Like I have somewhat of an idea, but like, I just want the Lord to be in the middle of it. I want him to, I want us to listen to him 
and what he's telling us to do and where to go and um, not to put God in a box and um, know that like his plans for me are better than my own plans. So you've shared about how like you feel like the Lord's been growing you and showing you things and and everything. Like what's, what's some ways that like the Lord grows you? Yeah. So making time for the Lord and making it a priority and just like setting aside everything else in life. Um, A really wise friend once told me that (laughs) if I like just set aside time for the Lord and put him first, that he's going to make time for everything else that needs to get done. And I mean, it's true, but just like digging into his word and praying And I think another thing, too, that's important is, like, I feel like I have in my past spent so much time just being like, God, I need this. God, I need that. Like, you know, and then, like, thanking him some and saying amen. But just being like, God, I'm going to be still and just listen and Mm -hmm. stop being so clutter minded. And yeah, yeah. And I like to, like, read scripture, write it down. And then, like reflect on what it's saying and pray through it and then like write a prayer down mm-hmm. like that helps me too yeah that's awesome yeah i'm kind of a journaler as well i think uh, especially if if people have listened or watched the podcast that's pretty much all it is anything else you wanted to kind of like talk about or or mention i know you have all those notes on your uh is there anything yeah i think i pretty much covered everything um i mean the only thing i didn't really talk about was there was a time where actually yeah well two things i'm gonna be really vulnerable so when i hit college i um, started experiencing like heavy amounts of anxiety i was having panic attacks and like having to go to the doctor for all this and Mm -hmm. Um, so basically, um, the doctors after like much prayer and fighting and going to the doctor, um, they finally found like medication that worked for me and like the Lord just helped me with how I thought about life. Like instead of just like living in the mystery of what ifs and just letting the life be sucked out of me, um, instead of saying what if just trusting God and, um, he, God's like truly redeemed my mental health and, um, he's brought me so far. And like, I can just remember one time I was driving down the road and I had to like make a left turn or something like that. And I just got like, so like worried and fearful and like the traffic was like overwhelming me. And I had to like pull over on the side of the road and like I was having a panic attack and I was like, Oh goodness, this is awful. And like now I like drive to Atlanta like every other weekend for class and I'm perfectly fine. And like, I just like turn up the music in the car and worship in the car and pray in the car. And I'm like, fine, which is amazing how far the Lord's brought me with that. Yeah. So there is but, hope, especially if somebody's dealing with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I still experience anxiety, you know, time from time, but it's nothing like it was. Um, So that's awesome. What's, um, I guess, talking about that real quick, like what's some things that you would, 
I guess, what, what, what are some things that you have done to kind of help whenever you kind of feel like that mental health kind of start to deteriorate a little bit? Yeah. So I guess like I try to remind myself that one, I'm not the only person going through this. I feel like there's a lot of Christians out there that don't admit that they're dealing with anxiety or depression, which is awful because a lot of people deal with it. Um, So just like knowing that you're not alone because the enemy wants you to feel alone. And also that it's like a daily process, like, Mm. you know, of constantly like surrendering and just reminding yourself who God is. Um, And just like, if you start feeling that way, um, literally just taking like deep breaths and, you know, you know, praying and, you know, start listening to worship music or something like just so you're not um, pondering on fear. And so, yeah. yeah. So kind of focus your thoughts on something greater than kind of like where you feel at that moment. Yes, for sure. And um, yeah, so Lord's brought me so far with the anxiety. Um, There was one other thing I wanted to be vulnerable about. Do like it. Another, Come on now. Like, Come on. Like, like, stop now. <laughs> like, like a really big moment in my life. Another one is like when me and Taylor, we worked at a camp in the mountains for a couple of summers. And, um, was this in college? Yes, this was in college. Man, I don't know. The enemy did not want me there. And he knew that God was doing an awesome work in the kids' lives that was coming every week. And he was doing everything he could to not let me do that. Um, But, like, I'm so thankful for what I went through because now, I mean, it's just made me a stronger person. Um, So, like, when we worked at camp – this is, this is so stupid. Sounds so stupid, but I don't care. Um, I had like some jealousy issues with Taylor and like, I was with kids all day long as a cabin leader. So I was literally like making sure the kids brushed their teeth and like got in the shower and making yeah. sure they go to bed. And like Taylor for like two years, he was not a cabin leader. He was not taking care of kids. So he was literally hanging out with like all the like cool, like camp staff directors and like hanging out. Oh, yeah. And like the VIP lounge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just frustrated me and made me jealous. And he was hanging out like with these other like female like directors yeah. who you know, not only were they pretty, but they also loved the Lord a lot. And I was just like jealous, which I shouldn't have been. But, you know, um, yeah. like I literally got so jealous and worked myself up so much. Like in my anxiety got so bad. I lost a lot of weight. It was like really bad, um, like medically bad. And so um, like I was having to go to the doctor for like um some gastrointestinal stuff. Like I was having really bad stomach issues and I had to have like a procedure done and be put on medications for that and all that. But, um, like the Lord redeemed me from that. (laughs) Um, because like now the Lord was preparing me for now because now my husband works at (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And so like I, if I was not delivered from that, I could still be sitting at home right now being like, Oh my God, 
like he's finally cheating on me and like you know but yeah. like i'm not and like i know why the lord put me through that is to prepare yeah. me for now which what what did it take like you you were saying like he delivered you from that is there anything you can think about with that like was there was there a moment was there a process like was there time yeah. it was definitely a process um it was a process of slowly just letting go it was a control issue and mm. so I mean, I literally just had to fight every day, like pray, like, God, please take this away from me. Like, I don't want to be this way. Like, help me to trust you and to trust Taylor. And it just took time. Like, it wasn't an overnight process. Um, But yeah, so just constant prayer. and, and And it was good that I was in the environment that I was in where, you know, we're constantly, you know, pouring into these kids and you know, teaching them about the word and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Surround yourself with people. Surround yourself (laughs) with people who love Jesus and who could pour into you. Yeah. Yeah. What if, what if somebody feels like they don't have that, uh, those, those people around them, like, you know, you maybe can message me and Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, go, go around and find some podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. That is yeah. true though. Yeah, yeah. Like pull up some, pull up some podcasts. Um, cause I know like it could be weird if you don't know people and you're going to go to a church yeah. for the first time and you're going by yourself, which, you know, you you'd have to pray through that if you have like social anxiety or anything, but you can definitely start with like a podcast. There's, there's all kinds of good stuff out there. Yeah. I know when I gave my life to the Lord, like the first thing, like besides reading the Bible, um, like I just like really wanted to know him and just like, (laughs) like, you know, like you're in love. You're like, you know, when you, when you finally (laughs) meet, when you finally meet, you know, somebody that like, you're like, wow, like this is like the epitome of what I've been looking and searching for. Like you just want, you just have this hunger to get to know him. And, Mm -hmm. um, and like, that was me. But like one thing I started doing, like just naturally, like it wasn't like anybody told me or anything. It's just like, I wanted to listen to other people and, and, and learn from other people that kind of have that same desire. So like, I started like watching like YouTube videos and, and, uh, sermons and podcasts. Um, I know, um, just, I guess like giving some resources for somebody that are listening or watching. Um, I know, um, there's a church out in Colorado, uh, red rocks church. I found them. Um, I listened to their sermons. Um, also a church out in Seattle, um, called, uh, church home. It used to be city church back when I first started following them, but, um, the pastor's Judah Smith. Um, but I started listening, watching their stuff, uh, life church, but uh, live church, Greg Crochelle, um, you can Google that. Um, it's just an awesome pastor, awesome resources there. Um, Elevation, Charlotte, um, uh, Stephen Furtick. Um, that's a that's a good resource. But but yeah, no, yeah, going with what you're saying, just yeah, yeah, I would second that. Like if 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 somebody right now, if you're feeling like maybe um, like you're, you're just like, I would love to put myself around people that, uh, want to grow and, um, know the Lord intimately. Then like one way that you can start is just by for one praying about it, but then two kind of seeking out resources. Yeah, we covered a lot, but I guess just to wrap it up is that, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with anxiety, like don't feel alone. 
there's other people out there dealing with that and Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. And, um, also just like if you're feeling pity for yourself, if you feel like, Oh, my life's so awful. There's always someone that has it worse than you. That's <laughs> what I was told growing up. There's always someone that has it worse than you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that in the moment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You're like, well, what's hurting me? Yeah. Right. What do I do? No. Yeah. Um, what, I guess as we wrap up, what is, what is something, if you can look at yourself, like, like, I guess, like, with this whole theme of journaling. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Let me do it, too, then. Yeah. Um, but um, if if you right now can speak to yourself, like, in the future, like, and one day you're going to look back on this, you're going to watch this, like, what is something that you would like to remind yourself? What is something that you would like to, no matter where you're at, no matter what you've gone through, no matter where your faith or your relationship with the Lord is, like, what would you like to tell yourself? Like in the future, I know that's like a heavy question, and you're already thinking of stuff. And I might have to edit out some silence, but what what is something that you'd like to tell yourself? I would tell my future self. I mean, similar things like to remember that God loves you, and to keep a kingdom mindset. And like you said, like this life is but a vapor; it's but a second. And so, just to make the most out of it, in whatever season you're going through to go through it with a mindset of like worship and thankfulness. Mm. Um, yeah. I got you. I got you. Well, thank you so much, Reed, for taking your time and hitting, hitting tons of mental roadblocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, no. I want to share two verses. Share two verses. I already asked you what you wanted to talk about. You're like, I don't know. No, I'm just two kidding. verses. All right, two verses. Go hit them. Hit them with the gospel. Hit them with the gospel. I swag. Oh, <laughs> if you're watching this, you just saw she, she smacked that Bible. <laughs> Bible thumping on this podcast. All right. All right. What's what's the two verses you want to share? Okay. One is Romans 8.28, and it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And then Romans 5.3-5 says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit. (laughs) All right, go ahead and start with that verse over. I'm going to edit that junk. Girl, you're like flopping like a fish right now. You're looking like that. You look like the Pringles, man. Yo, so girl, read that verse in a sexy voice with that mustache. All right. Okay. Go ahead and read. Read the second verse. And then after that, if you could like maybe share like a little bit of your thoughts. Like you don't have to go super deep. Just why why are you reading these verses? But Yeah, go ahead and read the uh, second verse. (laughs) In Romans 5, 3 through 5, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, 
and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill hearts with his love. Awesome. All right, everybody. That was Rita Hawkins. Thank you for taking your time. And uh, I just want to kind of end. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I want to end with a prayer. Uh, so we can pray together and uh, just surrender this and give this over to the Lord for him to use it however he does. And if you're listening this and watching this, and maybe this is the first time you ever heard uh, about Jesus, um, just know that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer who loves us so much that even though we, our hearts, were so far away from his heart, he gave it all. He became one of us. Uh, he took on human flesh, and he lived a life that we could not live in order to bridge that gap between us and him. And when we surrender ourselves to him and place our identities in him and not in ourselves, that changes everything. Because no longer when God looks at us does he see our mistakes, but he sees his son. He sees perfection in place of that. So um, all that it takes uh, for us to receive that forgiveness is a heart that says, Jesus, thank you. Please forgive me, and I'm yours. Thank you. Please forgive me. I'm yours. And that is from the heart. That's not something that's just from the uh, from the, the the mind, but it's something that is with every bit of yourself calling out to him saying, Lord, I need you. I'm done. I'm yours. So if that is a, if that's you and you just um, and that's you, you want to surrender your life to Christ, um, then all it takes is a heart that says that. But I want to pray for you, even if you are a follower of Christ, and no matter where you're at today as you are listening or watching this podcast, just want to pray. We want to pray. And um, and with that, all right. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. Thank you for uh, what you're doing. I thank you so much for Reed. I thank you so much for her heart. I thank you so much um, that um, just... Uh, even now you are growing her and you are teaching her and you are molding her more and more into the woman that you um, have desired and made her to be. Um, Lord, thank you. Um, that is not by our own strength that we become more like you, but it's through surrender and through obedience and uh, just from a heart that says, Jesus, please use me. I'm yours. Um, Lord, I thank you so much for uh, my, uh, my be best friend, Taylor and, uh, and everything that you're doing in his life as well. I thank you for the listeners and watchers of this uh, podcast, Lord. I pray that you meet them in a real and relevant way. Um, Lord, we are nothing without you, and we are all in the same playing field, and we're truly all in this together. Um, Lord, for the, the heavy hearts right now that are heavy um, with stuff going on, Lord, will you just please um, bring them a peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, Lord, may we desire to know you and make you known. May we surrender everything that holds us back. Lord, help us only, 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 um, only be uh, living this life for you. And the rest will follow, Lord. Help our love be genuine because we have genuinely been loved by you, um, even unto death, God. So just thank you for everything you've done and uh, continue to work within us and challenge us and convict us and grow us. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you, Reed. Thank you. Yeah. Good all right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.